the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Are you distracted? Seems like everything gets in the way. Come to a touch from above Prayer Mountain, 25 beautiful acres. Walk up to the cross or relax in a small private cabin to pray. Bring your leaders to pray. At Prayer Mountain, God answers prayer. Even Jesus had to get away to pray. Call today and make your reservation, 760-315-1967. Your answer is just a prayer away. A touchfromabove.org. Set your spirit on fire and let Dr. Lawana Steins guide you to a life of purpose and fulfillment. To reach Dr. Lawana Steins, call 760-315-1967 or visit atouchfromabove.org. And now here's your A Touch From Above host, Dr. Lawana Steins. Then I called on the name. God bless you. Thank you so much for joining me. God bless you, God bless you, God bless you. I'm Dr. Luana, and this is A Touch From Above. That music is from my CD, Cup of Salvation. We are, um, those are 10 original songs, and I am excited. We're going to figure out a way to put those on either our website or on Spotify or iTunes. I'm older, so I'm just learning all of that. I'm looking for those young pups that know how to do all that stuff. But anyway, I'm so excited. But that's 10 original songs off of our um, off of my Cup of Salvation CD. And uh, in time, you'll be able to download those and uh, listen to those. God bless you. Well, I'm excited. I just wanted to let you know as well, do not forget to visit our website, atouchfromabove.org. Scroll down a little bit and look at all the different events that we have going, from drama presentations to just our prayer mountain alone to uh, our conferences, and there's just so much happening there. Our radio, our television schedule, you can find it all there on a touchfromabove.org. So thank you so much. God bless you. You know, I'm so stirred as I read the Word of God, and I think about the rapture of the church. You know, a lot of times we don't realize the rapture is so soon. I know they've been, well, you know, Dr. Luana, they've been saying that for a long time. Well, that tells me we're a lot closer of his coming. Amen. You know, I want to talk about that very important subject, the imminent return of Jesus and the rapture of the church. You know, God has a plan. God has a plan. And I believe that many, many Christians have been uh, confused about the rapture of the church. And it's very dangerous because I really believe that because of that lack of understanding and the lack of knowledge of that, it has caused many to be slack in the body of Christ. You know, I've heard many teachers uh, say that, well, I don't know if we're mid-trib or I don't know if we're pre-trib and I don't know if maybe we're going to go through the rapture. And I'm thinking, oh, read your Bible. What do you mean you don't know? My goodness, all you got to do is read your Bible. It's so clear. So I'm hoping to uh, just give you a little bit of understanding about the Word of God. So I know the word rapture isn't in the Bible, but it caught up together to meet him in the air. 
But before I even get started, I want to read to you in the book of Luke. Let me go there really quick. I love my Bible. Don't you just love your Bible? I love my Bible. If you come up to a church service, bring your Bible, because I take you through a lot of the Word. I don't give you my own opinion. I give you the Word. The Word is so powerful. In John chapter 14, I'm going to be reading in verses 1 through 3. Let your heart not be troubled. There we go. Let your heart not be troubled. You believe in God, believe in believe also in me. This is Jesus speaking. This is so powerful. In my Father's house are many mansions. If it were not so, I would not have told you. I go to prepare a place for you. And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again and receive you to myself, that where I am, you will be also. You know, he's talking there about the rapture. And where I go, you know, and the way, you know, the rapture. He's talking about the gathering up, the taking of the church. Another powerful scripture in Luke chapter 17 is another powerful one. Let's go there really quick. In Luke chapter 17, reading in verse 34, he says, I will tell you that in that night there will be two men in one bed. One will be taken, the other will be left. Two women will be grinding together. One will be taken, the other left. Two men will be in the field. One will be taken and another left. Again, and then he goes up. If you go back and read a little bit higher, this is, let me back up a little bit, even in verse 30. He said, even so it will be on that day when the Son of Man is revealed. In that day, he who is on the housetop and his goods are in the house, let him not come down, take him, take them away. And likewise, the one who is in the field, let him not turn back. Remember Lot's wife. That is very important. Whoever seeks to save his life will lose it. And whoever loses his life will preserve it. I tell you, in that night, there will be two men grinding in one bed. One will be taken, the other will be left. Two women will be grinding together, and one will be taken, the other will be left. Two men will be in the field, one will be taken, and the other left. We have to understand something here. You know, when Jesus tells you and I about a rapture, a gathering up, a taking of the saints— You know, we have to go into the Word to understand that the time is short and we must labor while we still can. Revelation chapter 1, in Revelation chapter 1, verse 19, is so powerful. He says, write these things down, which you have seen, and the things which are. Now, this is John the Revelator. Now, you have to understand, John the Revelator, he is the longest living apostle, He's about 90 years old. This is written about 95 AD. All of the disciples are killed except for John. Now, John at this time, when he's writing this book, the book of Revelation, he's writing this while he's exiled to the prison island of Patmos. And we have to understand, that's the first letter. Wow. You have to, he's writing. And what does he say? Jesus tells him, write the things which you have seen, the things which are, and the things which will take place after this. He just gave us a timeline. And the things that will take place after this. After what? And then he goes on to describe the churches. He gives warning to the churches of Ephesus. He gives warning to the churches 
of Smyrna. He gives warning to the church of Pergamos. He gives warning to every single Thyatira. He gives warning to the Sardius church. He gives warning to the Philadelphia church. He gives warning to the Laodicean church. What things will happen after these? After what? The timeline. These churches are a timeline. I don't know about you, but I love to read, and I love to read church history. So if you read about church history, you can find every single one of these churches in a church line of history when you read about church history. When you get to the church of the Laodicean, you have to understand the word of the Laodicean means the church of the people's rights. What does that mean? That's our generation right now. And if you read this warning, 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 Real Robbins, warning, let me read to you. And to the angel of the church of the Laodiceans write, these things says the amen and the faithful and the true witness, the beginning of the creation of God. Now he's going to write to this compromising church. This is important. I know your works, that you are neither cold nor hot. I could wish that you were cold or hot. Do you understand what he's saying? They just mundane. They're just going to church. It's it's become a habit. Oh, yeah, it's time for church. Let's go. All right, we're going to be late. No, no. So then because you are lukewarm and neither cold nor hot, I will vomit you out of my mouth. I don't know about you, but that's pretty heavy duty. In other words, he's saying that lukewarm stage makes me sick. That's what Jesus is saying. Because you say... I am rich, I have become wealthy, I have no need of nothing, and do you not know that you are wretched? Now, number one, let me stop here for a minute. I didn't write this word. Jesus, this is Jesus speaking. This is not even Paul. This is not even John speaking. This is Jesus speaking. Because you say I'm rich, I become wealthy, and have need of nothing, and do you not know that you're wretched, you're miserable, you're poor, you're blind and naked? I counsel you to buy from me gold refined in the fire, that you may be rich, and white garments, that you may be clothed, that the shame of your nakedness may not be revealed, and anoint your eyes with the eye salve, that you may see as many as I love I rebuke and chasten. Therefore be zealous and repent. You understand what he's saying? There is a spiritual poverty. Even though they think they're rich, there is a spiritual poverty in this end time church. Can I tell you, a big crowd does not mean a revival. You know, it it just breaks my heart when I hear people say, oh yeah, there's a revival down in Florida. Let's everybody run to Florida. Oh, there's a revival down in Kansas. Let's everybody run to Kansas. Do you know what the word revival means? Awaken from the dead. Are you that dead that you have to run to Florida or Kansas to look for God? No, you should be seeking him in prayer. You see, this is a danger, 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 because it's not a big crowd. Then he goes here. He goes on to say in verse 20 of Revelation chapter 3, Behold, I stand at the door and I knock. If anyone hears my voice and opens the door, I will come in to him and dine with him and he with me. Do you understand what he's saying there? They have this big crowd. They have this big religious group. They have this great big hallelujahs. They have their great big spaghetti uh, luncheons and their fancy dinners and whatever. But Jesus, guess where he's at? I'm standing at the door. Can you let me in? He's not even in the service. He's outside the service. 
You see, a big crowd doesn't mean it's a revival. He says, come and I will dine, and he will dine with me. To him who overcomes, I will grant to sit with me on my throne, as I also overcame and sat down with my father on his throne. He who has an ear, let him hear what the Spirit says to the churches. You see, Jesus has given us a warning. That is a timeline of this generation. The Laodicean church is this church of the laity, the church of the people's rights. Have you noticed today you can't even tell anybody if they're wrong anymore? It's like, how dare you tell me? I'm going down the street. I'm going to go find another church. You know, um, let me tell you, I was doing a revival, um, just an outpouring of God's spirit. It was a three-day meeting, and I'm sharing about having a relationship with God. And, you know, and I don't know how I got on marriages, but I ended up having an altar call. And I said, those of you that are married, let me pray for you. And uh, I think it was like 14 couples came up to the front. And I started at one end. And when I went to the other end, the Holy Spirit spoke to my heart and said, they're not married. And I went, and I moved the mic away so nobody else could hear. I said, so are you guys married? And they both hesitated. They looked at each other. Then they looked at me, and they said, no, we're kind of married. I said, excuse me? Kind of married? I don't know what kind of married means. And they said, no, we're not married yet. And I said, then I'm thinking, well, they might be new converts. Maybe they don't know any better. So I said, well, how long have you been saved? And she said something like, I've been saved nine years. And he had been saved like 12 or 13. And I said, oh. Well, they're definitely in my mind. I thought, well, they're definitely not new converts. So I said, okay, um, you want to tell me how long you guys have been living together? Oh, we've been living together about three years. And I said, why aren't you married as Christians? I said, you guys know that you're fornicating. The Bible says no fornicator will inherit the kingdom of heaven. And I'm whispering this so the other couple, the music is going in the background, the altar music. So I'm trying not to embarrass them. And then... They, she stopped. She said, well, we can't get married right now. And I said, okay. I said, uh, why? And she said, well, because he's already married. It's like, what? She's, he's already married. He's in the middle of a divorce. I said, ma'am, you guys are in big trouble. I said, you're fornicating. He's, a, he's an adulteress. He's committing adultery on his wife. He's not married. I mean, he's not divorced. I said, you guys, I'm, I'm sorry, but I, I love you, but I'm going to pray a different prayer for you. I said, Lord, you need to help them to repent. And they got so angry and so mad. Then I went to the next couple, and the next couple wasn't married. Then I went to the next couple, and the next couple wasn't married. So finally I said, who was really married in the house? I mean married with a marriage certificate. Surprisingly, but only six raised their hands. The other ones were all shacking up and going to church. What is what is that? What caused them to be so blinded that they couldn't see? It was the Laodicean age, the church of the people's rights. It's my right. You're not going to tell me what to do. In fact, they got so mad. They said, you know what? I can't believe that you are so angry at us or not angry. I can't believe that you can, you're trying to condemn us. I said, I'm not condemning you. I said, you're living in fornication. You guys need to get divorced, do whatever you need to do to make it right before God. And they said, you know what? We're going back to our old church because they never bothered us over there. And I looked at them. I said, they obviously don't care about you going to hell. I said, I care about you going to hell. 
I don't want you. The Bible says no fornicator will inherit the kingdom of heaven. And the Bible says that you no adulterer. You cannot go you cannot be an adulterous person. You're married to somebody else. I said, there's something wrong with this picture. Well, that's what happens when you are in a lukewarm church. You see, sometimes you think you can hide away in a mega church. I'm sorry, but God can read your mail in a mega church. You can be in a great big massive church and and be living together secretly, walking in hand in hand. Praise the Lord. Bless God. Hallelujah. Raise your hands up and shout, glory. Be the loudest shouter in the whole wide world. And God, peel away those layers and there's vile corruption underneath there. I don't know about you, but have you ever seen a beautiful apple hanging on a tree and you go, ooh, that looks so good. And you pull that apple off that tree and you take a big old bite and you find half a worm. Guess where the other half is? You just chomped on it and didn't know it. And inside is full of rot. You have to understand something. You and I have to be free from that garbage. We have to be free. And this is what I'm afraid of. Many people will not make it into heaven. Many people say they love God, but they're living in sin. Well, Revelation tells you and I, right after John tells what Jesus said, he who has an ear, let him hear what the Spirit has to say to the churches. That's a warning, 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 warning May Day. And that's a warning. What's going to come after this? And after these things, I looked and behold, a door standing open in heaven. And the first voice was like a trumpet. Where do we see the word trumpet? Where's the trumpet? We see, we heard was like a trumpet speaking with me, saying, Come up here, and I will show you things which must take place after this. The rapture of the church has just happened right there. God gave John the Revelator an amazing view of right after the Laodicean age, the church age of the Laodiceans, that the rapture was going to happen and you got to remember in 1 Thessalonians chapter 4, verse 16, For the Lord himself will descend from heaven with a shout, with the voice of an archangel, and with the trump of God. And the dead in Christ will rise first, then we who are alive and remain will be caught up together with him in the clouds. This is where people make a mistake. The first time Jesus comes for the church, he's going to take us up into the clouds. We're not. Jesus' feet is not going to touch the ground the first time. He's going to take us up into the clouds and together with them in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air. And thus we shall always be with the Lord. You see, the Bible says there's a transformation, a change that's going to happen. We're going to go from this here, from this earth, boom, we're going up. Now, remember what they said in the book of Acts? This is so powerful, so powerful. Hold on. Got my Bible. Let me get my scripture here. In Acts, I'm going to read in Acts 1.11, it says, Who also said, Men of Galilee, why do you stand gazing up into heaven? The same Jesus who was taken up from you into heaven, so will like in like manner as you saw him go into heaven. You see, Jesus is going to come the same way. He's going to meet us in the air. Why is he going to take the church off the earth because the rapture is the judgment of God. You don't want to be here for the wrath of God. God's bringing his wrath upon the disobedient and the rebellious and those who refuse to do what is right in the sight of God. There's always a timing. God rescued Lot out of Sodom and Gomorrah. 
God rescued Noah and his wife and his children out before the flood. God is going to take the church off the earth. You have to understand that. In 1 Corinthians chapter 15, reading in verse 52, it says, it's so powerful, Behold, I tell you a mystery. We shall not all sleep, but we shall be all be changed in a moment, in a twinkling of an eye, at the last trumpet, for the trumpet will sound, and the dead will be raised, incorruptible, and we shall be changed. Just like that. We're gonna we're gonna be changed and we're gonna meet the Lord in the air. For this corruptible must put on incorruption, and this mortal mortal must put on immortality. So when this corrupt has put on incorruption and this mortal has put on immortality, then then shall be brought to pass the saying that is written, death is swallowed up in victory. Do you understand? In a moment, in a twinkling of an eye, we will meet the Lord in the air. And this is why he says the kingdom of heaven in Matthew chapter 25, you can read that on your own. The kingdom of heaven is like 10 virgins. Five of them were wise and five of them were foolish. Five of them were just playing around. And one day the door was open and God called them in and the five foolish came and said, Lord, wait, open up. Lord, Lordy Pooh, open up to us. You know us, Lord. He said, I don't even know you depart from me you workers of iniquity so it's not a big crowd not everything that sizzles a steak not everything that glitters is gold and not everybody that says hallelujah is a christian do you understand that one day soon we'll hear that voice the door will be open in heaven for us now understand not everyone is going up those that are playing church those that are playing religion no those that are not born again They are not going to go up. I hope you would be born again. I hope you would not be playing religion. I hope that you would really sincerely serve God with all your heart. Because John chapter 3 verse 5 said, Jesus answered, Surely I say to you, unless one is born again, he'll never even, born again of the Spirit, born again, unless one is born of water and the Spirit, he cannot enter into the kingdom of God. Do you realize how many Christians I've asked, are you born again? They look at me like, huh, what? No, no. I'm a Methodist. No, I'm a Nazarene. No, no, no. I said, but are you born again? No, but I go to church. Well, where do you go to church? Well, no, no. Are you born again? Do you realize they've never even heard of being born again? Why have they never heard about being born again? You see, the Holy Spirit started the church, and it will be the Holy Spirit that will take the full responsibility for the church to be taken back up into heaven. And Christians ask, are we going to go through the tribulation? Are we going to go through it? This is a very important question. The rapture is without warning. One day soon, quickly, and not a short distance from now, we'll hear the trumpet call and the dead in Christ shall rise. You know what? With love I say, both of those answers that tell you that they're going to go through the tribulation and mid-trib, those are wrong. Absolutely wrong. They do not understand. The first coming that Jesus comes is in the cloud. The second coming is judgment. Revelation chapter 19, his feet are going to hit the ground and every eye will know him that pierced him. He will, everyone will know Jesus comes and he's coming back for battle. And guess what he's coming back with? He's coming back with all those saints, the saints that have been raptured, the church coming back with him. And he will be on that horse side, Lord of Lords, King of Kings. And he's got judgment in his mind for the battle of Armageddon. I want you to know something. Jesus loves you. Stop playing church. Stop dragging your feet. Stop 
playing in the world's playground, the devil's playground, and then think that you're going to go to heaven. I love you with all my heart, but I've been saved 43 years, and I'm telling you, I've seen many that say I love Jesus, but they love the devil the same amount. You cannot love both. You cannot eat out of the devil's playground and out of the cup of the Lord. You cannot do that. Pray with me right now. Say, Jesus, I'm so sorry. Please forgive me, Lord. I'm wrong. I've been stubborn. I've been rebellious. I'm full of pride. I'm Lord, I, I just want to do it myself. And I'm, oh, Lord, please forgive me for my sins. And you know what? Get up. Get your Bible. Read it. Repent. And follow Jesus with all your heart. Pick up your cross and follow him. Run to the altar. Run to the altar of repentance. And love Jesus with every part of your being. Amen? Amen. Time to stop playing church. Time to say, Jesus, you're the answer. You're the one that I love. And Lord, I'm running to you. Amen. Amen? Amen. Come visit me Sunday morning, 10 a.m. A Church Alive is worth the drive. And make sure you check out our website, touchfromabove.org. Write to me. I will pray for you. I answer every email that comes in. I will pray for you. I will encourage you. I love you. God bless you. You've been listening to A Touch From Above with Dr. Loana Steins. For your financial support of any amount, you'll receive her book, A Mother's Story. Send your gift to P.O. Box 2800, Ramona, California, 92065. Visit atouchfromabove.org and come visit a church service, 10 a.m. at 16145 Highway 67, Ramona, California, 92065. Dress warm. It's a church without walls. Are you distracted? Seems like everything gets in the way. Come to a Touch From Above Prayer Mountain, 25 beautiful acres, Walk up to the cross or relax in a small private cabin to pray. Bring your leaders to pray. At Prayer Mountain, God answers prayer. Even Jesus had to get away to pray. Call today and make your reservation, 760-315-1967. Your answer is just a prayer away. A touch from above.org. Like the ravages of a flood, but I call on the name of Jesus and the power of his blood. I have victory over Satan. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.